You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. Uh-huh. Last thing I need at this point in my career is 1,500 Ferris Bueller disciples running around these halls. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed. Thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Lawsuit continues. Lawyer up. <laughs> what do you think Ferris Bueller is gonna? <laughs> no, maybe. But you know, very very shark and Equal Vision are on us. I was just showing John my things, and I just want to keep touching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like uh, the game over. <laughs> can't play that right now. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And Richie. <laughs> yes, that's where you come in. <laughs> I was waiting for John. No, we'll introduce John in a second. Okay. John's in there. Um, Hello. Awkwardhighfive.com, awkwardhi, the number five on Twitter, um, all that good stuff. That's us. We have a our second official guest on the show today. Say hi. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hello there. That's uh, our friend John is in the studio with us. Yeah, baby. Um, thank you for being our second guest on... Uh, you're, you, you're just like our first guest where you were hanging out and I said, please come on the show. <laughs> but what I wanted to say um, is before this is that so a couple episodes ago, uh, my brother was the first guest on the show, uh-huh. right? Went over well, gangbusters, I would say. And um, so I'm hanging out at a, a little shindig on Wednesday night. With a, with a good friend of ours who I consider to be a, a very funny individual. Probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little drunk, a little tipsy. I'm, you know, I'll say it. And um, I uh, decided in, in my tipsiness that I was going to, to honor him with the request. He's home. He lives in D.C. And he's home right now for, the, for, you know, for the, the weekend. So I said, I was like, oh, man, he would love to come on the show. He's funny as shit. We could have him on the show. I thought it would be, I thought it would be very funny because he's he like. He didn't want to? He's, a, uh, <laughs> he's like, a, a, like a really successful businessman, you know, but he's, he's really just a scumbag like we are, you know. But, <laughs> but he's funny as shit. And, and, and he's like this, like this very successful guy at a major media company. And, but he's also the best rap, a white rapper. <laughs> yes, he and is. All, and so I figured like this would be great. We'd have all this material. <laughs> he's got rhymes like slime dripping out of his pores. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. And he would fucking come on and and it would be great. And so I got all ready. I was like, yo, so why don't you come on the podcast? And he was like, nope. <laughs> Actually, I think his exact words were fuck you and your dirty ass podcast. <laughs> and then he said, and tell RTG that he's a piece of shit <laughs> and that fucking and we're not real friends at all. And fuck you. So, yeah, I got it. Hurt I got that impression on Halloween. I was like, you should come on one time. He's like, absolutely not. I was like, all right. And then Mark, Mark gave me the hell no. Was like, he was right. he was I, it hurt. It was like getting re- rejected from a fucking girl. I was like, wait what like i you know because he's an entertainer he's you know he's we have all those uh there um so the people at home who don't know we we had this thing called the heat for years that it was basically just us making joke rap songs and um and your we die love that we close a show with kind of came from that that was part of it (laughs) and it was kind of like our version of the wu-tang clan where there was like a billion of us and sometimes Uh we do it together sometimes we'd make our own but it all fell under that thing and and our friend who i asked to be on the show and he turned me down. He was like the method man. He was the main rapper. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, he's like, this, this is as white as possible, fucking ginger dude. And he just destroys, like flows like there's no tomorrow. And I thought he'd be on and turn me down. So instead... He even turned us down in the rap when he said he's back by the cold 15 tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess he got that red-haired head trip. I thought it would have been fun to like to be like, so you, uh, you do this and this and this. Let's listen to this and then put it on or whatever. But he doesn't want to do it. So... I don't know. I think his finest work was the Southern Hustle. Remember that piece yeah, of work? Yeah, it was good. That was nice. 
The people at home will never know. They'll never know the genius that is um, our friend whose name I'm not going to say. But the nasty boy. It's an an honor to be here with you guys. Yeah, I was going to say on the plus side, another Mm -hmm. friend of ours who is home from another state. You now live in the sunny state of Florida. Yeah, That's right. Bikinis and homeless people. Yeah. How's that? It's half disgusting, but it's cool. <laughs> I mean, like, you go to the beautiful beaches, and there's literally just the same bum sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I sleep on the beach, too, but I go to a house after I'm done, and I right. shit inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so you're playing music down there, right? Yeah, man. Just exploiting the gift. Are you playing now that you're home, or are you just home for the holidays? Uh, we had a little jam session with Bob Ferry. The yeah. yeah, I played master. I played drums. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I was horrible at it, but I played it. <laughs> Well, because my father, um, who, who's Bob, who's, who was saying, is, you know, that's his life. He's, the greatest guitar player he, he, in America. Was he your teacher? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. About a year. Thought so. And John here has um, has become quite the guitar player himself. That's what he's doing professionally. Awesome. And I, I fancy myself a guitar player, but um, in, in sitting in the room with the two of those guys, <laughs> I was just like, nah. So I'll I, play drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I sat, I sat behind the drum. Kit and, and tried to keep a beat. I think I did it right during Miserloo. I don't know. That's when I was really concentrating. John, at one point, I looked up and I was like counting and like really getting into it. And John like looked at me like like Bob from Obama. <laughs> Man, we were rocking, making money. And uh, I've never seen someone try so hard to keep a beat. Yeah, that's what he looked at me like. Why are you trying so hard to just go? But man, I feel like, and you know what's weird? And I'm you're a drum. You're a very good drummer. Um, so I don't know. If I could re- relate to this or not, you could relate to this or not. But um, I, when I was on the ride, I was fine, but it was getting really loud. You know, it was, it was a crossover. It, that it was, whenever it. I whenever I moved to the hi hat, I would lose. I would lose that. I don't know why, because I was doing that one song. We're doing like a or whatever, and I just I kept losing. It's weird because I find hi hat easier. Really? Yeah. So, well, you also slam the shit out of it. Yeah, and I'm super unorthodox. Yeah. Who knows? I wanted to bring up before we, before we um, so we had um, we're talking about the the 100 review on iTunes challenge. Mm-hmm. RTG is going to swallow Which I a goldfish. Will honor. You're going to swallow a goldfish. Yeah. And, and but this time it'll be alive when it comes back. Last time the goal was for it to be alive, and like I said, it came back looking like Harvey Dent, dead, two face. <laughs> But this time, how I'm going long did for... it take before it came out? Oh, it took took longer than I expected. Yeah, I thought I was going to get it right back up, but it was in there for a he minute. He did this at he did this at um, we a talked restaurant. about we talked about this on the episode. He did this, uh, and I don't want to bring it up again because we already talked about it. But this was at the pizza place that we worked at when we were in college, and he did this while we were working in front of everybody that was coming in. There. That was and ordering then, food, and yeah, and, and like while he's handling food, is in the bathroom like sticking his finger down and start trying to get a goldfish to throw back up. It was very... it was dead though. It was dead. Half it was fried from stomach acid i assume <laughs> so we um so we've we've put out this thing now because we want we're, we're kind of being shills in the way that we need itunes reviews because that's what bumps us up on the itunes list and uh, we're actually doing really well um, i saw the morissette thing yeah we're, we're excited we, uh, about that we uh, <laughs> i went to check i went to check itunes um yesterday to see where we were and we had jumped up like 20 something spots or something like that and we were right next to conversations with alanis morissette <laughs> I don't know if that's an honor. Yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever. Yeah, no, it probably is. It's isn't it ironic? Is what I said. Yeah, we're all lesbians. It's nineties. Is she a lesbian? No way. She used to. She used to, to bang a Dave. Dave, Dave Coulier. Coulier. Yeah, yeah, that's what that song is about. Cut it out. <laughs> Yeah. She went down on him in a theater. In a theater. Yeah. <laughs> Can you picture Uncle Joey getting ahead in the theater? Like, I actually watched a movie last hey, night. Hey, Jesse, get me some popcorn. <laughs> getting ahead from Alanis. He's doing his Rocky and Bullwinkle. Why is he? I would never be able to fucking. I would. I'm just gonna say this on air right here. I would never fuck a guy who did Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> it's a deal breaker. She's sitting there all Canadian. Like, do you know how big I'm gonna be in a few years when I write a song about this? And you're doing Rocky and Bullwinkle while I'm blowing you. Oh, you fucked Coulier, that unsavory bastard. It's a deal breaker, Alanis. Yeah, that's, a, that's you're a right. Deal breaker. That's what. I, yeah, I, I I will not date a girl who fucked Dave Coulier I'm sorry. or any guy that doesn't Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> So anyway, the um, uh, so the the hundred review thing that we're doing is once we reach one hundred written reviews on iTunes, RTG, we're going to throw a party, and then RTG, you're going to have to come down from Florida for this. 
and um, and we're going to get some shit together. Actually, we're looking for musical acts, so maybe if you come down, you you we will you definitely. I'll say it right here, you're booked. Maybe I'll audition for you guys. Yeah, you can audition. <laughs> it's just too damn loud. <laughs> and um, and RTG is going to swallow another goldfish and see if he can't bring it back up alive this time. It's, it's going to be alive this time. I'm going to make it a goal. So right now uh, we're at twenty reviews. So, right, so I got time to prep. I want to thank uh, everybody that's reviewed so far. It's really been helping out. Um, there, we got a bunch more stars. I think we're at like 30-something stars. But actually, written reviews is 20 reviews. Yeah, because the stars don't mean anything, right? Well, you know, that all helps. But yeah. so, so if you're listening to this now, you want to help your buddies Devin Rich out. And, uh, and you also want to see Richie swallow goldfish. And you like the show. <laughs> go <laughs> go to iTunes and write a review. It doesn't matter what you write. You write whatever the fuck you want. Um, but the more reviews, the higher up we get. The more higher up we get, the more ears we have on the show, the more we could grow this A High Five community, which is what we're doing. Dude, that shit goes really far. Yep. I mean, I, I plug it when I'm at bars. I'll talk to, I'll tell the people, like, you have the power of the people. <laughs> Go on TripAdvisor. If you had a great time, none of this negative shit. Like, maybe you didn't like his accent. Mm-hmm. But you like this. You know, so that stuff really works. Oh, you're talking about for yourself, like when yeah, you play like games. So, yeah. all right. So let me. And so basically, what you do is you do a. You've moved down to Florida. You're a New Jersey native. That's right. Um, very good guitar player. D- uh, really good songwriter. Um, total goofball. Total goofball. Douche. Um, uh, writer of poop poetry. Yeah. Which is yeah. Which we'll is a big. We'll talk about that in a little. Yeah, bit. I was gonna say you could do some prose on here if you'd like. And um, I'm excited to find out what it is. And uh, it's, it's poop poetry. It's some of the greatest smut you'll ever hear. Is it like she stole my heart and my cat? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, but then it's about poop. It's about oh, yeah. it's about poop itself. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. like a fireman going to a building where there is <laughs> no fire. Um, and uh, yeah, so you moved down to Florida because went, you went had... down to Florida and realized that I have this loop pedal, like a beatbox into. I could play a bunch of pop hits from the '60s till you know Bruno Mars, and nobody down there is really doing too much of it, right? You know. That's cool. And so you the, basically do covers at bars like yeah. that thing? Well, I've been throwing in some originals, getting some good feedback. Oh, you know? cool, so cool. I'm just growing this grassroots following of people that give a shit about what I do. Right. Because down the, up here you play a show and everyone's just like, yeah, cool. Look at the football game or whatever. Right, You go right. down there and they're like, they're cl- fucking standing applause between each song. They're actually watching Crazy. you. and yeah, Throwing you $10 bills, $5 That's bills. awesome. Yeah, so I mean... You know. Yeah, they're into it. It's yeah. it's more yeah right. I mean, you, you even though uh, well, do you do all covers? You do original stuff too. I do some originals. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Jersey is considered like the cover band capital of the yeah. fucking world, yeah. but it's so saturated in that way that that's what it is. Like I know I do that. Like if I if I go out to a bar and there's a cover band there, um, and I don't know them, so like tonight will be another example, <laughs> different thing. But <laughs> but I don't know them. Like I sh- I it's just ingrained in me. To, and I'm a musician and 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 all that stuff, and I, I just shut it down. Well, the problem with these Jersey cover bands is that you get a lot of the same covers repeated. You know, you go to a bar and you see a cover band and they do kind of obscure covers that you don't really hear cover bands do and it gets your attention and you're turning around. You get a band playing American American Girl Girl, and fucking, what's the other one? Um, What's that Bon Jovi song? Uh, Any Bon Jovi song. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about prayer. these five words. I swear to you, <laughs> yeah. when you breathe, I wanna be the helper. Sorry, I just wanted to <laughs> sing that. I've never sung that before. Man. That song rules. I played the Jersey Shore for six years, and, and you never it. sang "I'll Be There for You." No. Um, what about fucking <laughs> shot down in a blaze of glory? I like that song. <laughs> I like That's it what it reminds me of Young Guns. Actually, uh, well, yeah, it was because reminds me of Emilio Estevez. <laughs> everything right then his career is over (laughs) (laughs) that's um that's what the a high five got from our friend he he shot us down in a blaze of glory (laughs) wait what our friend who i asked to be on the show he shot oh yeah yeah he did never did love on a boom (laughs) boom i'm the devil's son call him young fucking doc skurlock You should um, incorporate that into. I think Florida people in Florida will love the young. Honestly, guns, so. I don't think they give a shit what I do. They eat it up. Yeah, do they? That's you don't. Awesome. You don't realize that up here we have a hustle, a New Jersey tri-state area hustle from New York. You know, the New York area. When you go down that is there, correct. you go down there. It's like everything is slow. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. we are all here three fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if you, once you take some of that, like if I try a little bit, I look great down there. Right. If I really tried a lot down there, I'd have a million dollars already. Yeah. yeah. So what area of Florida are you in? I'm in Daytona Beach, Ormond Beach area. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. Man. That's and cool. he's got and he's got a sweet deal. You you met you uh you've made friends through your years of playing around here with some producer guys, like pretty heavy hitter guys, yeah. right? I've got this unbelievable friend named Bobby Croft. Can name drop him? God, name drop him. Um, he's uh, unbelievable. He's he's got ears of gold. He's engineered 
through the 70s and 80s and 90s. Oh, some awesome. Serious, serious acts. Opened up. He's been on tour with uh, Greg Allman. Yeah. Dude knows everybody. Yeah. And yeah. We, we became great friends, and now we're just... Now we're just like throwing darts at the wall. Like, what can we do? What can we try? Yeah. And you're going to his crib and he's got this amazing studio set up and all these fucking vintage microphones and shit and all that. Yeah. So this is like like fire guns at the wall and shit. (laughs) I feel like all those record producers, they just randomly fire guns. Oh, because of Phil Spector? I guess. Is that where I'm thinking that? I just feel like they all do for some reason. (laughs) I want to be that guy. Yo, being in the South, there are guns, but. I mean, he hasn't necessarily pulled one out on me, thank God. Did I show you my 45 the other day? You did show me your 45. <laughs> How fucking awesome is that? No, and I don't want to talk about it on the air. <laughs> he pulls... I guess I have to now. I can start shooting, motherfucker. We, I went over... Because we do we do uh, this podcast from his apartment every every Tuesday night, and we do it from the studio every Friday night. And um, I went over his apartment, and we we're just hanging out, and we we're like, oh, what do you want to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he gets up, and he goes under his bed like you would pull out like a wad of cash. And he's like, oh, by the way, check this out. <laughs> has his fucking gun and i'm like so all you isis motherfuckers know try and step to me <laughs> i don't know if i would announce that on the on the, on the podcast no nah, it's not i gave it back i would just hold it <laughs> when the threat levels are high i rent a gun <laughs> now that it's back down to green i'm good <laughs> like you just monitor the fucking levels <laughs> yeah what about amber alerts is that really when you load oh, up oh shit that's when i'm like You're fucking like, rambo sh- with the you drive down the parkway and you see that amber alert sign you turn around and go get your gun What's got, the, what about the silver alert when the old people are on the loose well that's when i i i, I usually grab a machete at that i point. grab a fig newton <laughs> yeah <laughs> I grabbed the I grabbed a, a whole handful of those weird strawberry candies, and then <laughs> and I just hard I just walk around with them, and then eventually they come to me. To <laughs> the Werther's originals, yeah. The Werther's. How about the Italian S cookies? Yeah, well, you don't have to talk about that. You got your man right there. I like there. dunking them shits. Oh my god, dunk them! I don't even drink coffee. I'll dunk the shit out of those. And <laughs> just dump the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck this coffee. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so everybody at home, don't be afraid of the fact that RTG had a gun. It's gone now. I was worried. I was very worried. But It wasn't loaded. Yeah, that's what I they... I just keep the bullets It was a famous nearby. last word. Yeah, right. Exactly. I felt he whipped this gun out, and I felt like I was in one of those like commercials where like where, like where the kid's like, check out my dad's... And then kills his friend. Oh, I was man, like, I put him. it to my head and clocked the hammer like 10 times. <laughs> He actually, because Richie was trying to um, to get a big. He, Richie, uh, what he wanted was to get first billing on his podcast. So he was like, "It's the awkward high five pa- podcast with Richie and Devin, right?" And I was like, "Nah, it's Devin Richie." And he was like, <laughs> Richie and Devin, right? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And then I cocked the hammer. It was scary though. You with a gun is scary. You with any, anything is scary, but you with a gun is definitely. See, scary. when I wanted a, I wanted a forty five. I wanted like the revolver with the pearl so handle. You could spin like, the barrel. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I could aim it with my teeth out. But like <laughs> when I got that one, I was like, this don't look like the one I want to hold. <laughs> but uh, as long as it can blow a mud hole in someone's ass, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, the closest I've ever gone to a gun is a super soaker. Yeah, filled, right. Filled with filled with gasoline. Oh, really? Yeah, we used to spray it at the um, those caterpillars that make. Those those big white nests in the trees and they fall down and they crawl all over your house and they and did you burn them or just yeah. kill them with the gas no we shot the gas out of that's them awesome and then we lit it on fire <laughs> i'll take that's more dangerous than the 45 i think <laughs> my mom's like go ahead johnny shoot it he's <laughs> growing up in the suburbs of new jersey just shooting supers. Yeah. i haven't seen a super do they still make super soakers i don't i haven't seen them since the naughty by I mean, nature video when they come out and start they obviously don't make also there was a machete in that video <laughs> yeah there was uh, Tretch Reed, um, I'm going to say, <laughs> Let's talk a little about Tretch I'm going to, well, I, here's my thing is that, uh, and I get flack from this all the time from people that might be a little bit more into rap than I am, even though I do love the hip hop, but is my contention. And it's not just like a Bruce Springsteen thing because I'm from New Jersey, but I believe that Tretch Reed is the most underrated MC of all time. Absolutely. Do you know he's Eminem's number one influence? Is he? I, I mean, believe he's, it. he's right up there with Redman, but Redman and Tretch are Eminem's number. He get, like when he wins an award, he's like Tretch Reed and Redman, Tretch Reed and Redman, and they're Dude. both from Jersey. Yeah, it fucking. Uh, if you listen to those, like people, people think of uh, Naughty by Nature and they think of Hip Hop Hooray and OPP and OPP. shit, which are awesome songs. But if you listen to those albums and listen to all the other songs, Yoke the Joker, Treachery destroy <laughs> that dude destroys Seriously. destroys. Ben Rock got a free ride with his T Rex arms yeah, counting money. Yeah. He's, the, he's the Chris Benoit of fucking <laughs> <laughs> rap. <laughs> 
with his T-Rex arms. And his retard forehead. Yeah. But whatever, man. I I, I love Naughty by Nature. Treach Reed is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And funny as shit, too. Like, uh, those rhymes are, like, they're they're clever and funny. And yeah, he's a punchline rapper, I guess. Yeah. He's good. He's really good. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say about that, but... That's that's my main contention. Dude, we have nice. We come from nice hip hop around here. Of course, I mean, we hip hop started here. Like the West Coast heard it and was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, of oh, course. That's shit. what I like about East Coast rap is because you listen to East Coast rap and you actually get musical instruments yeah. in their beats. You get piano, you get guitar and shit, you know. And then you listen to West Coast rap and it's all like, "Wee!" <laughs> it's like, what is that? It's like some some like crazy black man went fucking ham on a moog. Yeah, and they're just always saying California for no reason. Like, yeah, in major auto tune. Yeah, like, right. yeah. City of Compton. I mean, yeah, I mean that shit was good as. It's fuck like haunted too, house music. That's Doctor Dre just shoving yeah. his fist into an alien's ass. Yeah. yeah, baby. Exactly. Smoke that blood. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I, I'm definitely more of an East Coast. Absolutely. You know, I'm definitely more. A lot uh, of piano in East Coast rap. Right? I yeah. like that. But that's also because we're we're here. We know what's going on. We're from the mean yeah. streets. Dude, of no, the people love it in Florida, man. I take the hip hop that I love. I was born in Staten Island, so I can represent. Right. Shallon Allen. And yeah. I'm like, we're Brooklyn. Park Hill. Brooklyn. <laughs> I'll go up there and I'll, I sing this really mean um, uh, collaboration of the Beatles and Biggie Smalls. Really? One of my favorite Ooh. artists ever. And I'm telling you, man, I'm trying to get that. Shout over to Ellen DeGeneres. Well, I want to hear more about that. It's cool. Oh, I can't play it for you right now. Oh, okay. But so what do you do, though? Like, it's do... badass. I'm not going to talk about all it. Right, but when you hear right. it, you'll be like, I want to oh, hear shit. it, though. I want to yeah. hear it. It's two of the best that artists sounds in the world. Awesome. And it's, it's beatbox with a hip-hop beat over it, and you just vibe. That's awesome. You know, yeah. people are like, oh, my God, what's he doing over there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> or some old guy's like, oh, hell, I love the Beatles. I hate this black guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What are these words he's saying yeah. over the Beatles? Oh, but they're still fresh. <laughs> so is it true that in Florida, that's where, like, age is running wild because all the old people are just fucking Dude, without any there's, caution? There's this place called The Villages. And it's the highest STD rate in America. Because of old people, all, right? yeah. all these people just sit around. They have these $15,000 golf carts because they go down there with their money. And they just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they go in the pools. They have orgies and shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, a lot of my friends, there's a lot of musical opportunities at the, at the villages. I haven't played there yet. Damn. Yeah, well, they also say that now that um, uh, um, like old folks' homes are now like uh, like also all everyone's doing drugs there because all the, the people from the hippie generation yeah, are now, now the people that are in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so basically, what it is is a lot of people that were just getting high and fucking in their early twenties. Awesome. Uh, in their <laughs> early twenties, uh, they they you know they were they were in the sixties fucking drug and love uh, and sex revolution, and then they became yuppies or whatever and made their money and did all that fucking shit. Maybe had kids and toned it down a little bit. Now they're older, retired, and these things. Nuts. So now they're fucking doing dope again and That's fucking nice. fucking and all that shit. Yeah, and nah. they're tipping, man. They tip like motherfuckers. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. So you so uh, you basically do the bar circuit for the most part. Yeah. Well, I would say mainly restaurants. I'm I'm doing like one o'clock gigs on the ocean. Yeah, and you you're know? getting paid good money for that, right? It's excellent money. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. What's cool though is Orlando is like one of the number one spots for corporate events and conventions. Like if a big company like IBM, I don't even know if they're still a company, but if they were a company and yeah. they were throwing their Christmas party, they would either go to Vegas or Disney World. Right. Yeah. You know? So cool. there's just there's just a ton of opportunities down there, man. That's it's cool. It's a crazy little market where people care. You know, like if I went to Nashville, I'd be playing for tips only. Right. And I'd be playing next to the most baddest players on earth. Yeah, right, because everybody's so I in it. So I wouldn't stand out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Nashville's such a small little town with a billion you know it's like it's like a it's, killer musicians it's like if you took all the great musicians in manhattan and, and just put them on the lower east side or something like yeah. that you know what you I mean? say that la kind of has the same problem yeah where it's right. like you can't you can be a musician and i'm not saying you shouldn't go to nashville if you want to record and shit but like you need an in somewhere to get there yeah right with florida it's like i can go there as a nobody and in five months book 20 25 gigs a month yeah all year long yeah, that's awesome. You know, so Nashville was that where we were terrible and annihilated, wasted because the bartender was letting us fill up our own beers? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Nashville is. Uh, it was where we played. Um, we played like the backstage of some bigger bar, and it, my experience in Nashville and we played it was was that um, all the people at that show. It was very weird, and, and it speaks to what Nashville is. Is we played the show, and there was like a decent amount of people there. And every other band, we didn't know every other band, and everybody in the in the crowd that I was talking to 
all of them were telling me that their fathers were producers and shit. Really? Yeah, I do remember that. Them being like, well, my father's a record producer. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this really is Music City, but it's almost like the... It's almost so far exaggerated the fact that like, you know, it, that's like, you know, it'd be like the same thing with L.A. and actors where you go to a yeah, fucking yeah. you go to a restaurant and you're and if you're anything, your your waiters trying to give you a script. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what was going on there. Like, we were this band with like semi name from the from the East Coast. So, like, I was talking to these kids and they were like. Yeah, well, you know, my father could do this for you, and like, blah, blah, blah you know, yeah, and all. I don't it was, remember Nashville for some reason. Yeah, remember it was that building with uh, all the graffiti on. The, they everybody painted graffiti on the side. They like let them do it and all that shit. It was I forget the name of the. Venue. I remember the dude that let us sleep there. We like sleep. We slept above the the, the venue, right? So yeah, he let apartment. us crash there, and he brought us yeah. on the roof, and we got high with him, and, yeah. we, and we like checked out the city from up on the roof. It was very cool. I just don't we had a great time. I love the city of Nashville. Yeah, that was and cool. I even think the show that we played there was great. Um, uh, uh did we play one or two there? I don't remember. I think just one. Yeah, but um, but uh, yeah, I remember it kind of being like a fake kind of vibe thing. Oh, I'm thinking of Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Well, where... I was just talking to John about Jacksonville. Um, That's where we got destroyed. Well, Jacksonville was where. Uh, isn't Jacksonville where that that um, homeless midget like attacked? Remember, there was a homeless guy that wanted to smoke crack with us, and he was no. like, "It's God's gift." Yeah, <laughs> That's no, why that, we're living in it. That was. We have videotape. Uh, okay, so. And I wish we could find this. So, so anyway, listen at home. That, you what, have that tape. What we're talking about now is is when mine and Richie's band was on tour, and we have um, videotape of of Richie and this homeless guy. They're I don't know who's more annihilated. Like they're they're like, and it's them talking to each other, just going, and nobody's making any sense. Like no, you know, like fucking like, and it's Richie just going, and then a homeless guy being like, but it was uh, we understood each other. Yeah, you understood each other, and it was very fucking. And then I remember just running into a club, and the guy's like, "You don't have a ticket." Me and Mark are like, "We're in the Grillers," and they're like, "Oh, you're playing here tomorrow night." So we just ran to a mosh pit, and I lost a sneaker because Flogging Molly was playing. Yeah, it was a Flogging Molly show. That's what happened. We got into Nashville. I drove. We drove from Ohio to Nashville. To right? Nashville, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got to Nashville. I mean, no, not Nashville. No, I'm sorry. we did Indianapolis first. Uh, but I'm talking about Jacksonville. And oh, we Jacksonville. got to Jacksonville, and there was a parking, like a pretty decent sized parking mm-hmm. lot outside of the show. We got in there a night early, and we were Killed like, that We were like, "Fuck it, we're not driving anywhere else." So we just stayed in that parking lot. And what ended up happening was there was a Flogging Molly show. And uh, once the Flogging Molly show came out, everybody came running out, and then we were already in the parking lot, like with this band, like this tra- our, band. our band trailer <laughs> and shit. So everyone just hung around, and we just ended up blasting out this parking lot to like the break of dawn and shit. And then literally woke up the next day, walked out of our van, walked into the venue, and played yeah, the show there because that cool bartender Jake was just letting us fill our own beers from behind the <laughs> behind the bar. We were just filling up these mugs. She was like, "Go ahead, just keep going." She was cool as hell. Keep going. But we were talking about the homeless people in Florida, and I was saying that it, there's so many homeless people in Jackson because that's like a, a northern part uh, um, point in Florida mm-hmm. and it's like the homeless people like will migrate down to Florida and then as soon as they break the border <laughs> they just like nah fuck it and they just lie on the beach like we mm-hmm. made it to Florida and, you know and there's so many people there. but you're telling me that they ship I people there I think they there. ship them up so, so here's how <laughs> here's how it is like when I'm in Ormond Beach Daytona it's like 76 degrees out you go up to Jacksonville it's 10 degrees cooler 15 degrees cooler right so maybe these, these bums get there and they're like this is much better than Atlanta right <laughs> And they walked like 800 miles to get there <laughs> and socks. Just thumbing it the whole way. But I always said that, you know, if I ever, if I ever end up homeless, <laughs> but no, seriously. Chances like, are good, my I, friend. <laughs> but I would always say like, I would go to like Florida or San Diego. I don't care if I have to walk there. I'd go to San Diego because you can live outside. Yeah. You know, there's well, no, I'll live outside. There's no problem with that. Supposedly they, they, they come down to Daytona and at some point during the year, the, the city ships them. They pay for the one-way trip up to Jacksonville. And then they drop them off on a bus. <laughs> like Man- Manhattan? Oh, no, you're talking about uh, Daytona ships them off. Daytona ships yeah. them to Jacksonville. That's then, good. And then they, they make their way. And I think they just make their way back down. They're like, fucking scum. <laughs> they tricked me. Dude, Florida gets hot in the summer, man. I would oh, not want to yeah. be a bum in the summertime. You know, like, it's literally 90 degrees and humid. You walk outside, you feel like you're going to yeah, melt. Yeah, humidity. Yeah. I don't think there's any good, like, because you don't want to be a bum in the wintertime in New York, but you don't want to be a bum thinking. in the summertime. I'll take the summer over the winter, though. But, you know, the thing in Manhattan is, I think, is that there's so many, uh, like, y- y- there's so many more homeless people there that you could kind of, like, form alliances, you know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> and, like hang out, and there's, like, little, like, shanty town. And it's not like it used to be, like, you can, now you can't just go squat because every apartment's worth of 18 billion fucking dollars. 
dollars or whatever. But but I think there's more as far as like shelters. And even just like you would like, make a ton of money as oh, a bomb in New York. Yeah, totally. You don't even have to be homeless. There was I worked on I worked at 14th Street, um, I basically Union Square. So I, I worked at 14th between fifth and sixth, and every day. And I lived in Jersey City, so I would take the path right. And um, every day there was this like th- like a gutter punk chick like with the dreadlocks, and you know she was doing the whole thing. And her and her her boyfriend, you know, they had the crass patches and all that shit. Ooh. And she would Wearing make skirts, yeah, right. And they, <laughs> and they would she would make like little like jewelry and sell it outside. They would hang because I worked at a guitar store. They would hang outside there and sell it or whatever. And and but the signs were homeless, like buy our jewelry and all the shit. She would like draw pictures for people and stuff. And um, one day. I was leaving work while she was uh, pa- she was packing up shop and she was leaving and I was Did like Did you see her get into a Mercedes? No, I didn't see her oh. get into a Mercedes, but but I I kind of was walking behind them and they went down into the path with me, right? And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then um, you know, cuz you figure they're homeless, they're just around the corner or whatever, you know. And then they got on the path and then they got out in Jersey City, which my area of Jersey City is a pretty expensive area, like downtown Jersey City, you know. <laughs> and they like walked in and like together, like her and her boyfriend like walked together. I don't, you know, and went to this like pretty expensive apartment in Jersey really? City and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know if they live there or whatever. The, yeah, no, I was just walking home myself. But I, I like, you know, we went like the same route, and I was like, damn, like these are probably like trust fund fucking kids probably. who are just who are just crust punks anyway. Why not go make yeah. how much money you fucking make? Bastards. Yeah. And they and they've done that before. Like there's been um like uh, you've seen that shit on like Eyewitness News or whatever where they'll they'll follow a homeless person or like a panhandler and then they do go to like a fucking house. Yeah, it's like the whole Kaiser yeah. Soze thing. Like they walk away and they fucking they like <laughs> straighten, out their <laughs> straighten out their leg and then fucking get into a car, you know, and shit. That shit happens. I mean, you know what? I'm not against that because if you're going out and trying to make money, mm-hmm. it's better than those people that are just doing nothing. Yeah, you know? I guess so. But I mean, you're just taking money out of people's pockets and not giving them anything in return. At least, like, do a jig or something. That's my thing. Entertain me. <laughs> Entertain. Seriously, that's my whole thing. Entertain me. Yeah. Like the, the um, like the uh, the funny signs that worked for a little bit, but that's not. There's two things. Either be. I, a, I'm putting this sign up because I really want a beer. That's yeah. Like or yeah. Or or they always have. Then do- no. <laughs> then you don't get a dollar. Yeah. They always have dogs, and it always says like like. Uh, I'm hungry and my dog's horny or something yeah. like that. But the thing is, is that they all co- it's almost like like w- when one sign starts working, other people copy that sign. Course, it's very yeah. weird. It's like almost a business in a way that everything <laughs> else is. Like if Microsoft comes out with something, then other computer companies follow that. That's yeah. exactly what happens with like homeless people, you know, or fake homeless people or whatever. But yeah, that's my thing. Entertain me, like if you can make me fucking laugh or or, or give me a little bit then yeah I'll throw Even you a for dollar like a minute too. or 30 seconds yeah right exactly every time I go to pump gas at this one place in Daytona this it's every time someone comes up to me this, this black chick comes out she's like I need a new tire I'm like she's like I need $30 for a new tire I'm thinking like $30 is not gonna get you a new tire and she's holding this little infant baby of course and I'm thinking like where'd you get that baby from what's that baby doing <laughs> you know is that baby homeless? I need a new tire so I can put this baby in the tire and roll it down that hill. <laughs> my baby's not hungry. My tire's about to blow. <laughs> there was a, um, uh, I, I'm guessing a homeless uh, woman in Jersey City, and um, there was a ShopRite plaza that I went to. So it was like right next to a mall in downtown Jersey City in Newport, Pavonia. And then there was like a ShopRite and a BJ's and stuff like that. And they have those, um, you know, those donation things that you would you go and throw your clothes into yeah, yeah. or whatever. And uh, this woman was always there, and she was always sitting near the fucking thing. I've seen it like three or four times, like just being there. And people would ride up in their cars or whatever, and they'd go to throw their clothes into the thing. And she'd run up going, donation for me? Donation for me? Donation <laughs> for me? Yeah, no, she, that, I don't know what fucking, anyway, you know. Was she trying to snag the clothes? She was like, yeah, or, she was uh, saying yeah. like, like if, you know, like just give me a direct donation. Like yeah, throw yeah. me a coat or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But she did it to everybody. So whenever you put clothes there, it was like, donation for me? <laughs> it was very fucking weird. I'll take a coat. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't, you know. And then they go and sell it like on the corner or something like that. <laughs> I got this coat for sale for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, yo, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you two fifty for that coat. It was like that guy when we were in uh, West Palm Beach and we were on tour and we had that box of kudos. They were like fruit and nut kudos. We were like, fuck this, we ain't eating this. Let's give it to the homeless guy who's starving. So we give him this box of kudos. We come out of the show five minutes later. He's on the corner like, yo, kudos, two dollars, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling the kudos. 
Dude, kudos were a nice little treat back in the they day. They were, but these were after like school snacks. Dude, and I, I I swear to fucking God, man, and I totally for you just said kudos, and I was like sitting here like, what the fuck are kudos? <laughs> and I remember those those bar. little fucking bars, Chocolate right? Bar, Do they yeah. even make those anymore? I don't know. This Nature this Valley was, probably what was that oh three? Yeah, probably. Like you're going to. But remember that dude was selling our kudos. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we were like, you want these nuts? We got like a jar mixed nuts. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you're starving. <laughs> It, it, it fucking um, <laughs> was was that I was it in Indianapolis or something like that? And I'm sorry for everybody at home that we're just talking about our tour shit. But remember that guy like so, uh, like gave uh, Matt our the knife our gar- that was Nashville. In Nashville, does that he Nashville? was going to shank me for videotaping? Yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was. So so Richie's video because we were you know we we're you know we we're fucking videotaping everything. Um, I wish we could find that videotape because there's some funny. I have tapes, a bunch right? of tapes. I yeah, these tapes. are like real like like I had one of those mini DVR or whatever. Well. Yeah. 2002 Two th- well the last 2003 2004 yeah and um but we were videotaping and there was dudes trying to panhandle like out and, it, and i'm gonna say unsuccessfully because it was like on a like a weird like interstate Desert. fucking thing yeah. yeah it wasn't like an city and shit and um and they came over and they were like what the fuck like what why are you videotaping us why are you videotaping us and you're trying to catch us panhandling and we're like no we're just videotaping us like we're leaving the city we're going to, we're just documenting our tour or whatever and so finally, we like talked this guy off the edge, and oh, he was like threatening us with a knife. I didn't know because I was videotaping, but he like gave his knife to TV. No, that's that's what happened. He was like at first like had his knife out, like why are you videotaping? Like I'm gonna fucking stab you guys. And then when we we're like, listen, dude, it we're... was like rusty and bloody. Yeah, and, shit. and we we're like, we were like, listen, dude, fucking, um, we don't, you know, we don't have any problems. We're just videotaping. We have nothing to do with you. We're we're dipping. You're not gonna get any trouble. And he was like, okay. And then he gave our guitar player the knife, like here's a little <laughs> gift from me to you. And then fucking our guitar player was like, thanks, and brought. <laughs> this knife that apparently had already murdered people yeah. like there was definitely dna of dead people on this fucking knife and he brought it in the tour van with us and like we drove to another state and i was like you just brought a murder weapon across state lines we we're it all was fucked. funny because there was like a sewer nearby we we're like get rid of that thing get rid of it. throw that down the sewer he's like all right no problem so we acted like he threw it down the sewer and then we're like in delaware and he's like check this out we're like yo what the fuck you wielding around fucking he's just transporting murder weapons bloodborne pathogens yeah, yeah right exactly it was like it was very uh rusty and nasty and yeah and bloody yeah. you know what's crazy man some of the panhandlers of Florida they just stand in direct sunlight like it's so they look all haggard like, it's ah. August and it's really fucking hot right so you can go in a library you can go under a tree if you're outside and they just stand in the sun sweating yeah and I'm just like dude if I give you a dollar and you got water you would evaporate that shit out before it even got to <laughs> yeah, you yeah, they right, wouldn't exactly. even hydrate you yeah buy an umbrella <laughs> Yeah, well, they're not, you know, not the fucking doing it for water anyway. <laughs> they're doing it for fucking, you know. Like, that's the whole thing. People are like, oh, you know, don't give homeless people money. Give them fucking food. Have you ever tried to give a homeless person food? They get fucking pissed. Yeah, they spike it like a football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want fucking food. They want to get fucking high yeah, or a drunk. Ma- a McGriddle is a nice treat. Yeah, well, you know? sure. Oh, yeah, I'll Someone hands out a McGriddle, but I ain't, I ain't eating this. I can't smell this McGriddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the fuck it is. Uh, well, that's uh, uh, homeless. Uh, it's weird that the homeless population in Florida is is almost as rampant as fucking New York. You, you from from being a New York, New Jersey guy, you think you go down there and it's something you don't have to deal with. And then, well, it's really just the beach towns, generally speaking. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. Are, yeah, right. Because you know? they can sleep on the beach without yeah. problems. And, and right? there's there's train tracks right there, so I don't know if people still hop on trains. I don't know if that even ever existed. But <laughs> yeah. if my grandfather do, used to do it. So there you go. The fair, yeah. the old man ferry. No, old man strain. My mom, my mom's <laughs> father. Yeah, he was like a fucking. He was like alive during um, uh, prohibition. And he would like he would be like that cat who fucking <laughs> opened his fucking his jacket and had like you know like illegal oh, merch like hey would you like these watches awesome. and shit and then he jumped and he would jump freight trains around the country and shit he was, he yeah. was selling elixirs yeah <laughs> snake oil <laughs> yeah yeah he was that fucking cat there's shirt in there pieces of shirt yeah right so, he might have been the guy that invented lubricants maybe now, it's possible try this next time I don't know if he did I think we'd be in much better financial shape <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be hanging out with you guys <laughs> I would be fucking I don't know where do rich people go some ivory tower someplace I have no idea I always pictured a penthouse San suite. Francisco I pictured a penthouse suite somewhere with yeah. naked women yeah right like one of those helicopter it's all glass there's no fucking yeah. uh, why do why do people who have money just want to be surrounded in glass so they can look at themselves yeah no like but yeah I marble. guess but like whenever like in the movie whenever someone's in like some fancy like high-tech mansion it's one of those things where there's like there's no walls it's just yeah, all, it's all mirrors yeah it's all yeah. glass That's and mirrors you want to feel like you're outside naked in public right but you're really inside. but you're really inside <laughs> yeah. you're like i could afford this 
I guess if I was rich, I'd want to be naked in public. You could be. I, I feel like Drake would be there or something. You know? Started from the bottom, <laughs> like, now we're yeah, like random. Took it in my bottom, now I'm queer. Random, yeah, <laughs> random hip-hop celebrities would just come through. Like Lil Wayne coming in. Like, what y'all doing up in here? The thing that kills me about Drake is everybody remembered that he was on Degrassi High, right? Like, yeah. like fucking... I, so started from the bottom, now we're here? No, started from the bottom of a Canadian fucking yeah. sitcom. Started on Degrassi in the chair. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking very weird. I, although I do love that song. I, I don't know. That's one of my... Uh, I guess I'll call it a guilty pleasure. Really? Yeah. You don't like it? Mm, I was a fan of his first mixtape. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know all that. Yeah. I know the grassy high. And I no, like his like love songs. I like when he sings. Like, yeah, baby. I like that shit. All right. You guys have gone so much farther <laughs> than Drake. And I, I I just know what I hear when I turn on the car. And then it comes on. And then I quickly you know turn it down. You know that song? I better find your loving. Oh, yeah. I like that shit. I don't yeah. know that song. I better find your home. The only Drake song I know is Started from the Bottom Now We're Here. And the only reason I know that is because they did that bit on Broad City where they go into the bank to that song <laughs> or whatever, which fucking... And I was like, I love this song because I love that bit. And then I, I found out that it was that. I don't know. I have no idea. That's my thing. Dude, Dude, he, makes, he, makes a, he makes a ton of... At one time, I remember looking on this website where you can buy celebrities for your parties. And at one time, he was getting 500 grand for one show. Really? Like one college event. Yeah, I believe that. That's crazy. What are you going to do? Imagine get, buying a bus, getting a bunch of bunch of your friends on, like, because all I need is one person. It's just me and my beef. You, know, <laughs> yeah. like, you don't need anybody else. Yeah, you a bunch yeah. of, hire some security, hire a blunt technician. Right. Like, you're in charge of the blunts. <laughs> and, and just go on the road and make $500,000 a night. Yeah, that's what they fucking do. That do that for that's one crazy. year, and then you retire to your ivory mansion with glass walls. Well, see, that that's that the thing yeah. that, that I always wonder about money, because being somebody who has never had money, and, and probably will never have money, like, and I don't know if this makes me lazy or whatever, but I think about the money that people make and I'm like, I would stop, you know, like, I, I guess I recognize now that a million dollars now in 2015, a million dollars isn't really that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you can't retire with them. Right, right. But but I would if I was making if I was at Drake level, if I started from the bottom and then I was here <laughs> and fucking, and um, and I was making five hundred thousand dollars a appearance. Um, I would just probably do two years worth of appearance, rack up like fucking ten million dollars, and then be like, peace. Yeah, but, you know? but like, what's here? You know what I mean? Like, how, how much can you put a dollar sign on here? Well, dude, that, that's what America. That's that's just life. What's here? You're never there. Even if you're Jay Z, you want to own the moon. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, like, I guess that's what it is. Like, yeah, but well, Drake is actually declaring that he's there. You know what I mean? So like, well, he, well, he, was, he was there then, but now there's no ceiling there. for like the, he's reached it. You know, like there's no like infinite ceiling he's like, for yeah, Drake. He's there. He's, he's like, done. Like, that was he's only ready to I think I think it's the same thing that what makes you want to go as hard at because you know no, not for the most part none of this comes easily. You see what I'm saying? So like. Like it looks easy to us from from the outside because you think these people just appear and then get a whole bunch of money, but they've been struggling and and, and hashing it out and all that stuff. Um, but I guess it's that drive that'll make you do that that'll make you still want money once you're wealthy. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's the paycheck. I think it's the winning, right? Because like, I'm not, I'm not that. Like I, I will always chase my creative pursuits, and obviously because I've been doing them for fucking twenty five years without making any money, you know. But um. But I don't think I have that in me. Like, it, like I think having, I think for me having money would probably be a bad thing because I would get complacent. Like once everything's comfortable mm-hmm. and like I know that I'm set up for life, I'd be like, I'm a fat slob. And he's yeah, it, and right. Yeah, or whatever. Or fucking like you know, like uh, like be drunk or or, <laughs> or or drugs or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of people go through that. Um, but well, like you for instance, you won a million dollars, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm not. I want a million dollars, and I say I'm. Chasing Wait, you it. won a million dollars? No, he wants. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? The? Since since oh, you I didn't know about me, there, John You're there. John has. I'm op- the benefactor of the show. I bought this new stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's he donated them. He's now like, he's here. He, <laughs> um, but John has always I said from that. Way higher now. I'm here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> John has always said that to me. That I want a million dollars. You want a million dollars, yeah. yeah. You, like, say, that's I, a declaration that you've made. You want is. to be rich. Yeah, I tell yeah. everybody. But so so when I say that, that just means that I want to be able to buy anything that my mom ever wanted. <laughs> she raised me, took care of me, so it's like I want to buy off her house, buy her six houses, a mink coat if she wants one, and a Mercedes if she doesn't. Right. She's going to want a Jetta, but I'll get her a Jetta with rims and tint, you know? This <laughs> <laughs> is the best Jetta ever. <laughs> Well, when I say, you know, because like, then once you don't have to worry about money, then you can really just do what you want. Then yeah, I, well, I, that is freedom. Then I can record 
silly songs that don't have to worry about selling them or yeah, right. Weird Al style. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I get <laughs> the goal is to be Weird Al. I get <laughs> I get money as freedom. I do I do get that. But I just I'm just been one of those people that never really like cared about money to my own detriment. Like, you know? Yeah. But like to meet somebody like you and 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 ever since we've ever hung out, you've always said like I'm I'm going to build this up. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to be fucking rich. And I, and I, and I, that's great. Like, you know, it's like a fucking great goal to have, you know? I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily to say like that I'm better than somebody. Yeah. Right. It's more, you want the freedom to do what you want to do. Yeah. And now I see cool stuff and I'm like, well, I want that. So my friend Bobby, he's got this 39 foot ceiling in his living room. Yeah. And he's got this beautiful reverb. So you sit there, you fart. It's like amazing. (laughs) It's so nice. And so I decided that I want that in my life. Right. I want a 39 foot ceiling. Right. So that's another thing that goes to the list of, well, I need a million dollars before I can have that. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I got it. But, you, you know, to be there to get But that. you can't chase the money. You have to chase the product. Yeah. Right. You have to chase... You have to chase the dream. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's, why, that's why Drake's never going to stop because he's just chasing growing fan base, playing shows, making people love him. Yeah. The money's just going to come with it as long as his product is good and his attitude is the same. Right. Mm-hmm. If he sells out and totally changes who he is and he becomes like he becomes a woman and starts singing like Britney Spears, then <laughs> he's going to lose all his fans. Right. But then again, 2015, court of public opinion, he might <laughs> become yeah. a hit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, we support Jake. He's, per- he's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I And you could tell, I mean, uh, you could tell artistically people who are just doing it for the money and, and stuff like that you know yeah. like you could tell and, and yeah and i think that is the thing like uh you you do have to just chase the art you know and then if all that shit comes like i'm not adverse to ever having money i would actually like to try it out once you know like you know maybe fucking before i die having a few bucks in the bank would be great you know but um but i would never sacrifice my art even though as pompous as that sounds for the money, you know, like, yeah. like if somebody was to come in right now, like the fucking, the guy who sang, who's a fucking <laughs> signed, Zach yeah, attack. signed to Zach attack. Like I just heard you guys from outside. You're sounding great. I'm going to sign you to this million dollar fucking thing. The only thing is you got to get rid of RTG. I'd be <laughs> like, like vanilla. Ice yeah. <laughs> At friends forever. Wait, the E-Man song. Oh no. Uh, um, what's your favorite Zach attack song? Do you know the Zach attack from Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Uh, I was more, I was more of a hot Sunday fan than Zach. Attack. Oh, really? The girls, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Here's okay. a message that I'm sending to you. <laughs> that's a nice... That's nice. My, yeah, I like Hot Sunday. <laughs> my favorite Zack Attack uh, is... Poor Lisa Turtle. Is the, is the song that broke up the band. And I think uh, I think Kelly Kapowski wrote it. The... Um, <laughs> Uh, school is a bore when well, you we are indoors. Make it fun, put it out in the sun. Hit, Hit the, the beach, beach, teach. Let us burn while we learn. <laughs> that song rules. Anyway, if somebody was to come in here and Zach attack us and and be like, "The A high five is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I want to sign you guys to a million dollar thing," but then they were like, "You got to get rid of RTG." I'd say no because this is the money isn't isn't where you know like I'm not willing to let that thing go you know like i i have an artistic or, or at least a creative vision for what this is what yeah, we're it doing be here so awkward anymore it would be like the normal high yeah right and i and i don't <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah but i you know i and you could tell the artists that do that and the artists that don't i guess is the point that i'm making yeah. well know. the ones that succeed usually do i mean you look at eric clapton right or Derek trucks right or these people that are these household names they're them and that's it right so everyone's like, oh, I want to be him. I want to be John Mayer. Yeah, but it's like, no, you be yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the hardest That's the hardest part in this world. Figure out who you are and do it. Right. You know, and if it's a fart choke, then you rule. I think I had that, if I'm going to talk personally, I think I had that at a very young age um, and for a very long time. And then as I got older, I lost that a little bit. And I think I'm finally just finding that again now. But I, I think if I look at the last five years of my life, I was really kind of just playing uh, playing a role of somebody who like it wasn't me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like I was just doing what I thought I should do. Like, yeah. like oh, let me just marry this chick and uh, and work at this job and make money and hopefully buy a house and everything. And on the inside, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And you don't realize it at the time because you think you're doing what you're supposed to do. But now that I'm back to being creative again, writing music again, doing this podcast, and, it's and refreshing. All, it, yeah, it's just you realize you. This is who I am. Yeah, you yeah. feel inside. You're like, holy shit, yeah. this is who I am. And why did I ever like? What at what point did I that I come to a fork in the road? Dude, that's the difference. Take the wrong fucking thing. That's the difference between people that have a job, that make a ton of money, and like these homeless people that we see that are fucking happy as shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right. Most of society is raised to, you know, school teaches you to get a job. Right. And then you go to a job and you work for someone and your life sucks. And you fucking hate it. Your fucking life sucks and you have stress and all this stuff. And then then you knock some girl up and you're like, oh, great. Yeah, right. You know, and it just multiplies. Yeah, and it just keeps going. And then you're 60 and you see a a 20-year-old, you're like, listen, lay as much pipe as you can (laughs) (laughs) and do what you love. Yeah, right. So as long as you just live by that. And don't get married. That's like the common denominator. Just don't get married. (laughs) Yeah. Don't have kids. Yeah, well, I've talked. I talked about that on this podcast before, where I just feel like the uh, the whole marriage, uh, or I, you know, I talked about open relationships or whatever. But I feel like that. I feel a morphing of that happening, happening, you know, and it's going. It's going to keep spiraling and changing and stuff, you know, or like the polyamorous stuff and all all that shit that's going on. And I think that that's what it is. I think now, and and as jobs are going away because they are, you know, like as technology and everything is is. All that stuff's happening. Traditional jobs are leaving. I think people are more comfortable about actually being themselves, and uh, and that's that's could be nothing but a good thing, you know, because that's you just always want people to be them. You always want somebody to be themselves because then you know who they are, and you know what you're getting. Yeah, it's like people who get offended by uh, like like people get offended by what people say. That always freaks freaks me out because like. I want to be offended by what people say because I know at least then I know what they're saying yeah, is what they want to lie to you. Yeah, what they re- <laughs> what they really believe, and then I and then I could say, okay, well that dude's a fucking scumbag, but at least I know that you yeah. know you know. Yeah. But people don't want; they would rather like not hear that and all that shit. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's Those are, the people that complain are the ones that are confused and haven't figured it out yet. Right, and yeah. they and they think that they need to get the house and they need to get the wife. It's a and freelance they need to get world, the- man. At this point, jobs are disappearing, and if you can figure out how to make money or or just do what you love, everything will fall together. Right. You know? But it's easier said than done. Exactly. Way, way easier said than done. It, it, being it, who you are you doesn't gotta, pay the bills. <laughs> well, you got to risk it all. Yeah. That's right. the only way. You know? Yeah. And I think we're. I think all of us in this room right now are doing that in our own uh, in our own way. You know, we're a bunch of risk takers. Me and Richie are coming. <laughs> me and Richie are coming back to Earth from some sort of uh, some five year fucking weird out there doing different being people that we're not. Yep. You're 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 younger than we are. You're still in your late twenties. I'm twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just it took it took twenty seven and a half years to figure it out. Yeah, right. But I've been climbing in this cover band pinnacle to realize my next step. You know? Right. Yeah. Because as, as long as I've known you, you've always been like, I, I'm I want to play in bands. I want to yeah. you know and that kind of stuff. Well, there was a time that I had a job selling health insurance, and it was the worst <laughs> fucking job of my life. Yeah. It taught me a how to cold call people. Mm-hmm. And cold calling is just making friends with whoever random person's on the phone. Right. And that relates to everything in the world. Because if you're friends with everyone, your life is good. Yeah. If you need something, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you're, you're, you're friends with a doctor, it's like, oh, can you check out this rash? And you're friends with, you know, you're friends with anybody. <laughs> well, that, and <laughs> I, that is something, that is something, if I'm going to be honest, that is something, uh, that is a trait of yours that I am jealous of. Mm. And I don't use the word jealousy much. Eh, you know, I don't use jealousy when at all. When I see you, I see jealousy in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it in my eyes. Um, fucking, but you are you are such a, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a networker. And like, yeah, a, people a, don't even know how to use the word network. Anymore. Yeah, right. I just adapt to make friends. Yeah, yeah, no, you do, and friends. and I'm not that type of person. You were you were kind of that type of person too. What type of person? Just just very outgoing, and, and everybody likes you, and you're friends with everybody all the time. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Say no, that. you are. I'm telling <laughs> you, you are. And I'm not that. Like, it takes me a long time to fucking like. I'm not just the type of person who could just like call some like yeah cold call somebody or or, yeah. or whatever you know. It's it, and and I respect that so much, and I wish I had that. And and my career, whatever that may be, my creative pursuits are probably would have flourished more because of that, you know. But I, I just something in me that I'm always just like, nah, you people know? get caught up on the first judgment that you have. But it's like everybody breathes and eats and shits, yeah. right? You know. So right. let's talk about poop. Yeah, right. And if you're a girl, <laughs> if you're a girl, then it's like I don't want to talk about pooping. It's like okay, then. You know, let's talk about pee pee or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever let's you want to talk about, about, lact- about, baby. Let's talk about lactating, baby. Let's talk about the size of your clit. <laughs> Do you pee out of it? <laughs> it, it let me tell you that I've I have now heard it back. I've never had so many emails in my life with the term Ziggy nose in them. Thank ah, you yes, very sir. much. Like people email and be like, loving the podcast. Ziggy nose out. I'm like, all right, well, I guess. <laughs> Just fucking. They, they're give, imagining what that thing looked like. You've given the world, and you haven't. John hasn't listened. John doesn't like us. He hasn't listened to any of the podcast. <laughs> I was driving to a gig. I'll just say this, and I was on my cell phone, and I couldn't. 
I couldn't listen. I was trying to listen. I couldn't find it. Right. So we're going to get to the bottom of that, folks. I show, yeah, <laughs> I showed him the whole fucking thing. But anyway, Richie had this whole thing where he this, and you'll hear it on the podcast. But the whole point was that he was like with this girl, and she ended up having this giant clit, and he kept calling it the Ziggy nose. <laughs> and, what it looked like. And fucking, you uh, know, Ziggy. <laughs> and 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 now that's the, I guess that's the fucking term. So do so, John. You were talking about poop, um, and you have your own poop poetry thing going. Yeah, I'm going to be launching a poop poetry book. It's a series of poems. So let's let's kick it back to reality of how this started. Uh, growing up in the streets of New Jersey, everyone's smoking a little bit of weed here and there. The rough streets, you of know, NJ. getting medicated, feeling good. Yeah, know, getting creative. Right. A lot, some people hate on it, but 2015 people are accepting. It's coming, man. Yeah. Get ready for it. So for me, like all my friends are stoners. And they're like, yeah, let's get together and smoke a blunt. And I'm like, I can't hang out with people because when I smoke, I have to shit. It immediately makes me dumb. Really? And I know this so firsthand. Every yeah. time me and Devin hang out, we'll drive, like... sometimes when he's home, sometimes we'll drive around and we'll smoke a joint, and then I'll be like, "Where are we going?" He'll be like, "My house to shit." <laughs> and then and then and then I'll have to sit in his driveway, and I'm like just getting high, and I'm just sitting in his car in his driveway while he goes inside the shit for like a half hour. <laughs> and I'm loving life because it's it's really the, one of the greatest moments in your life is when you're you're holding a dump and then boom. Emptying comes out. Emptying. Mm-hmm. So for me, when it, when I smoke, it's an immediate laxative, and I love it. And some people are like, "No, you're just lying." It's like, "No, I'm, would, why would I lie? Why would you lie about that? It's magical you're not really for me." Shitting. So um, so I you know, and I'm very creative. There was a time, where, you know, I used to smoke a really loud, you know, a large amount, right? And I had to stop because I would I would get in the shower and wash my hair, and I would close my eyes, and I would, I would feel violins in the shower with me, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I gotta get the get the soap out of my hair quick so I can look and see." And it would freak me out, man. You know, the creator in me always has stuff going. Yeah, right. So uh, so when I'm taking a poop, I'll, I'll lit up. I'm like, well, let me start rhyming about poo. So I started writing these poems, and I'll be launching this book. Hopefully, you know, it's hard to put a date. Once I put a date on, then I'm, like, dedicated to it. Yeah, right. But I need to, I mean, this has been going on for, like, five years now, so I have to put this book So out. is it, like, a bunch of truisms about pooping, or it's is it more of a, silly, a joke? It's, it's just total silly humor, stuff. Yeah. Little two-liners, a little picture on this side. You know, and I I have an accumulation of like sixty or seventy poems, so I'm going to filter through them, pick out the best fifty, and it's things people can relate to about shit. Well, everybody shit, right? Some of them, some of them are motivating because like there's been time. One time I was constipated, and it was the worst day. It was like the worst five days of my life. Welcome to my life. Dude, I had a dream while I was constipated that I crapped, and I woke up, and I was sleeping next to this girl. I was like, oh, no. I was, I was like, bittersweet. I was excited about it. Like, finally, it happened, but I'm next to this chick. I just shit on this chick. In hotel in Atlantic City, and it turned out I didn't shit. Good. So, no, well, no, because, you know, I got up, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I did. I have to. It feels like there's, like, concrete in your fucking stomach. Oh, man. So... So that spawned the poo poetry. It was just motivation because some people out there aren't blessed. Like you're blessed to take a dump, and yes, once you it ha- are. once it happens, dude, figure out how to keep it happening. And for me, <laughs> it's fiber. You know, not too many carbs. Right, and just chronic. Make- the chronic will just yeah. kickstart. It. It's like a liquid 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 liquidation sale. <laughs> right. Service merchandise going out of business. Here we go. <laughs> Go send that shit down that conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> Big old box of shit. I'll take number five eighty seven. <laughs> and a VCR. <laughs> do you have? Can you do? Do you have a poem? You do. I, I don't about? have any. I don't, I don't have, have any with any. you. What's your? Uh, do you have a website? I have a few websites. Well, tell, plug them now because okay. we're coming to well, the end. One of my websites is johncabrera.com. J-O-N-C-A-B-R-E-R-A.com. Oh, yeah. It's a personal site. johnnywonton.com. J-O-N-N-Y-W-O-N-T-O-N. Okay. Exactly. Maybe hungry. Johnny Wonton. Yeah. Yeah. Wontons. Oh, you're hungry for wontons? Like, yeah. Can I just? I think jump, you're hungry for me. I was like, oh, can I? Just, can I just jump in for a second? One of the funny. Uh, John's funny as fuck, and I was watching him do when he was living in Jersey. He had this at night uh, at this bar that we're actually going to after this, and fucking he would do like this acoustic thing. karaoke. He would do this acoustic karaoke. So he would he would sit there with his guitar and he would just play and sing songs. But if anybody wanted to get up and sing a song, he would just play it and they would you know. But he's in the middle of it. He's doing like. He's just making fun of everybody in the crowd and like fucking around or whatever. And he and he calls this. There's this Asian chick, right? And he's you know, and John's like the sweetest, funniest person in the world. I don't even remember what so we're that, about. so well because you call yourself Johnny Wonton and you and you're not Asian at all. Right. And you call yourself Johnny Wonton and he said and there's this Asian chick in there and he called and you called her a chink, right? But <laughs> but but it wasn't but it wasn't like mean. Like Johnny's the sweetest person in the world, you know. So he was just like he was just like oh what's up baby girl chink like like whatever. And she got and she and she got all mad. 
bed and she was like, why are you calling me chink? And he's like, relax, baby. <laughs> he points at his eyes and he goes, Johnny Wonton. Like, just saying, like, relax, baby. I'm Asian, too, just because I made up this name, Johnny Wonton. <laughs> so fucking funny. Well... I don't actually remember that, but that's the harmlessness about it. Yeah, it's right. Not, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's never. Not it's like, not malicious at yeah, all. Yeah, it's right. not like grab this calculator, figure out this equation for me, Chinese woman. Like no. But. So johncabrera.com, uh, Johnny Wonton. Ice cream Johnny on Instagram. Ice cream Johnny on Instagram. I do some some hip hop freestyles on yeah. Instagram. And if you're in the Florida, if you're listening to this and you're in the Florida area, where's your area again? Um, Orlando, Daytona Beach, right. Lake County. Right. So pretty check, much anywhere, dude. I'll go anywhere to play a show. Yeah. So check know? those uh, check those websites. For dates, we got a big a big hit song coming soon. Keep your eyes on Ellen DeGeneres. Gonna be launching the Squirrel song, uh, which you've heard. Yes. And it's, Wait, you're launching it on Ellen. The goal is I'm not gonna launch it on Ellen, but the goal is to get uh, on Ellen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the goal is to, to get do. on Ellen and have her embrace this because if she embraces it, how's Keith be. Urban's guitar? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I really enjoy Keith's he, um, guitar. He fucking. Uh, I found this opportunity to go on the Home Shopping Network, so they sent me Keith Urban's new guitar line, um, which is basically Keith Urban's like uh, what was that guy's name Esteban yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So it's just cheap guitars for like beginners, you uh, know. Okay. And they slap Keith Urban's name on it or whatever. Yeah, it was a collaboration between HSN and Keith, and Randy Jackson did one too. Yeah, and you know it's a beginner thing, so it has a lessons DVD. And if you want to be like Keith, have a DVD with him on it, and you know he teaches you. How but to you actually went on. So I went there, and hopefully they'll use it for the infomercial. Literally twenty percent of what I did was usable the rest was me like i'm keith Evans. i got a small cock <laughs> just kind of being a dick about it trying to make everyone in the room laugh yeah right you know but that's so, cool. so they invite you to come and plug i don't in know if they're gonna invite me back but they invited me <laughs> once yeah so at some point you might be able to turn on uh hsn hsn and, and see me and see johnny wonton they're gonna they're gonna cut me up and say i really like this guitar <laughs> yeah. there's He's something about in the back room right now <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm like Keith, Keith has a really great package. And I'm not talking about this. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, life is good, dude. There's just opportunities everywhere. The internet's got it going. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for us, is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for for being our second uh, guest on the Awkward High Five podcast. It's been the second most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. Really? What's the first? Yeah, okay. It was a dump, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, whenever you're back in the jurors, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Richie, any parting words? Nope. How's the uh, Christmas? Watch out, Isis. How's the... uh, Oh, yeah, Richie's got a Glock. You guys have both. Watch the fuck out. How's the um, the Christmas deadline okay, coming? It's going really good. Yeah, I'm going to say, it's fucking, I feel just sitting in a room with you, feels like it's going good. Yeah. Again, if you want to, please leave a review on iTunes, help us out. Plus, that'll make Richie uh, fucking drink a goldfish and try to throw it back up when it's alive. <laughs> and, um, and we're going to throw a party and all that stuff. Go to Awkward High Five, H-I, the number five of Twitter, and all that good stuff. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.